Hello. Today, I'm presenting a lecture from the author of Logan, the True Story, um, or the True Story of Logan. I'm, I tend to forget the um, the title of your book. Well, yes, um, I find that after I wrote the book, a lot of people had shadows of the story in their mind, and they were very much how shall we say, they felt that they had heard the story before. They don't know when, they don't know what dream, but here it is again. So I decided, you know, instead of all this oral tradition occurring, that I would just write it down and I would do a novelization. I would, I would because there's so much speculation you know, it's become almost like the JFK assassination, this whole Logan transplacement thing. It's become so strange. Things are topsy-turvy. And that's understandable. How many trips has Logan made back here? How many times has he tried to get it right? How many times has he relived just this little part of the universe to learn something, to understand the crux, the turning point, from being a mere matter to a spiritualized immortal matter. That's the thing, is that the gods sent us down here as growers of the, of the material land and to make it into a godly land. When you come down here and you don't do that, it's a, it, it makes you, obviously then, time travel becomes ultra important. And so in this age of nihilistic self-regret where Logan comes back to, at least in the novelization that has I depict him, he's seeing a world that is racked by degradation, by a headlong run into the abyss, by an embrace of death, and a regret that they could not achieve what they wanted to achieve in the short life that was granted to them. Guess what? No one can. That's too short, of course. And it seems like a damn shame. And so you live your life a damn shamed. Ashamed. Ashamed of everything you've ever done, of every decision you've ever made because it was wrong. You just didn't have enough time. They sent you into the um, grocery store and they gave you 30 seconds to get some food. You couldn't decide. You ended up grabbing a thing of Twinkies and running out. And that became your life. So I wanted to have Logan believe as a character in my novel that he could come back here from a distant future, who saw what the degradation of this nihilistic self-regret attitude, this belief in death, has wrought in this particular time frame. Because this is a particular volatile one. Because there are certain things that have been piled on top of things of here, where if there is an explosion in this realm, it blows up all the other realms. So me being, I'm sorry, 
my my subject, my the subject, I, I sometimes like to take on the persona of the person that I'm writing about. So I'll just talk about it in the first person. If I'm coming back and I'm trying to, um, instead of accomplish the mission that was given to me by the child empire, which is a ridiculous empire of only children, if 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 that empire and it's it's a very strong strain in the timeline don't get it twisted some believe it's the only way to immortality is to go back into childhood and never leave that's to somebody who's an adult that seems monstrous but it became the brainchild of a certain leader and he carried it through on a very strong level and a lot of a lot of the reality has gone that way, but of course, everything divides. Everything eventually unifies in the end, but we have our separate roots and we have our separate factions, don't we? So the child empire is definitely one. They keep a dungeon of versions of this Logan character, and he comes back and he keeps trying to affect the fact that Mike Trojan, at a certain date, in the near past, invented time travel. And the mission has always been to kill Mike Trojan. It always has been that. But of course, every single Logan that gets sent back gets convinced. First of all, they kill Logan. They, they get convinced that Logan was actually doing well, doing a good job. I'm sorry, they kill Mike Trojan, who is called Logan as a nickname here they kill Mike Trojan who goes by Logan from the future he's a he's a rapper in the current in the present right now he kills him and he he then he takes his place because he realizes that he has to he has to keep this shit going now it infuses a new life into Trojan persona because he's now as a crucial in, as a crucial as a crucible of history incredibly important so if the seduction of being Mike Trojan is stronger than wanting to support the mission that was behind killing Mike Trojan and after and you become convinced that perhaps that mission was stupid was wrong because this Mike Trojan could not have otherwise have been. But he does end up steering his his version of Mike Trojan, his version of Logan, to figure out a better way. And it turns out that this Mike Trojan figure, yes, he invented time travel, but that wasn't the reason why things went awry. It was the emotional state that's in this universe, the emotional state of nihilistic self-regret. Now imagine putting all those two, all those concepts together. Nihilism, self-regret, regret that you didn't do something, regret that you suck, regret that you're not as good as you should be. And then also the belief that it doesn't even fucking matter anyway. Those two things mash together are pure hell in the mind. They might be reality, but when you conceive of them, they are 
poison. And that's the current state of this realm. And until that is solved, until that knot is untied, Logan knows, as any of his virgins know, and they discuss this in the Logan dungeon because they have debates about it. He's in this dungeon with many versions of himself, Logan. I'm back now describing him in the third person. He's he's back in this dungeon where he just sees all versions of himself, all the, all the different ways in which his timeline has gone. They've somehow captured a lot of Logans who happen to be going by Mike Trojan at the time. They're essentially under the name of Mike Trojan, but they call them Logans because that's to distinguish them. And so they give, give given them numbers. Logan 5 was loosely depicted in Logan's run. Logan 6 is, is me. So um, there's Logan 24, Logan 256. I mean, so many different versions of me. Um, Rick and Morty did something about that in the Citadel, similar to that. Um, but I came up with the idea first, okay? But it's not an idea. This was whispered for long periods of time in the wind, especially in New York City. This story of Logan. People were asking, like, "Are you Logan?" That was like a big question back in the '90s and like early aughts. It was like Logan. Is that you? So um, anyone could be Logan under that scenario. So, and the idea is just like, who is the savior? Who is the person that's going to try to lead us out of this nihilistic self-regret? Is he this man from the future, this Logan? And in many ways, the reason why I had to write the novel is because the Logan story started out a joke. It was a joke by Mike, by Stone Mike Trojan, who just said, you know what? There's this guy named Logan, and he travels time with a woman's behind by making it flap and jumping in time. Pulls of the ass, propel through the gases of all the different realms until you jump into the future. Jump into the future or the past. And this was just a joke. A sick, sexist, frankly, joke. But then he started to get whispered. Started to become sort of legendary. He took it up as a rap name. All based on that joke but then started to take a form of its own. Then he started getting visited by people that looked just like him trying to kill him. And it's a metaphor I always thought, and I never took it literally, but it was a metaphor for you create all your own demons through your mind. There are no demons if there is no thinking about demons, right? So, one thing is to think about them as demons, and one is to think about them as reality. Demons are fake. Demons don't exist. So if you think you see them, then you're wigging out. <laughs> it's your mind. 
Your mind creates demons. And those demons then spook you like they're real. And so those demons are, are, they're just the fears that you have encapsulated into a approximated hellscape and then fed to you continually. So his mission is always let's, let's heal that, let's heal that thing. And so to me, it was always a metaphor for just having your shit, like understanding where your mind is. Your mind is pool of a certain thinking, and that's creating the feeling. And most people are looking at it the other way. They're like, I feel a certain way. And so then they search in their mind why they feel like shit. It's so backwards. Like you feel like shit because your mind is thinking of shit. <laughs> your mind is just like going into a shitty thinking process, and then you become increasingly nihilistic over it because it's it's so um, distressing to you that there has to be like this kind of reality as you see it, and you see it as something that's quite. Um, what do you call it? It's quite, and you and you don't want to have that kind of bleakness like pervading through your mind, and yet that's how it's just thought of like that's the world. Like you have there, like there's the, there's this vibrational level in this realm, and I noticed it. It's and and I'm trying to depict it in the novel through Logan's eyes, who's coming here from the future. And he doesn't, you know, it's 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 a little bit alien to him. And he's done, he's studied all the things. And every Logan comes fully prepared and studied. But it's, you know, no, it, nothing hits you like the energy when you walk around. It's just like people are so dissatisfied because they've been given this such a short life. And they've been given shit choices. And they've had to make do with those choices. And they just, they regret it. But then they also have been fed a steady diet of skepticism on everything. So they don't believe in shit. They've used the, their skepticism has propelled them into bug status. Like they become completely incurious. That's not how, that's not the way to beat it. <laughs> Just continue to question, but like you always have to think in a way that transcends. So we always understood, at least I did, but like when Logan came down and I started hearing the stories of Logan, I was just a hipster, you know, in the, you know, like just like kind of walking around trying to get stuff, get, get mine, you know, I wasn't really thinking, in very like spiritual terms. So what makes this Mike Trojan so special? Why is he the crux? It's because he's, he actually comes up with a system to, to turn the mind 
in it, that is now a, a very limited machine because of nihilistic self-regret. It's a virus. It's a virus in this realm that is is stunting the growth, and it's it can, it's going to cause a nuclear conflagration. It's going to cause a massive destruction of the earth. So we need to, it needs to be untied. And I don't care, says Logan. He says at one point he's at a bar. He's in like I think he's in like Hell's Kitchen, and he's in a bar, and they're just they're all bearing down on him. And he's talking to this chick, and he's just like, "Look, I am tired of all this. Like I just need the truth to come out." I need to stop. I need to just get this realm back on its feet, and then I want to get the fuck out. <laughs> Any case, he just he just sees it as so easy. He's a carefree guy, and of course, that makes him super magnetic. And so the whole kind of like story of Logan launches from this point. And and Logan, you know, within he just goes through a series of very interesting um, directions, very interesting places he goes. And one is he wakes up businessman, like he's he's working as if Logan or Mike Trojan instead of going into the arts went into the business world. And he goes into that parallel universe, and he's like the head of this major like energy corporation and um it's 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 a conglomerate you know, and it dabbles in some dirty shit it always does when you're a conglomerate and but he has a lot of control over what goes on from here on out right and that's that's Mike Trojan in a different totally parallel realities. He's basically like the king of this industrial, very going down the tubes just like everyone else regime that just exploits too much and doesn't think about the inability because without immortality, people aren't going to be persuaded to preserve the earth. If you tell them, hey, you might live on this thing forever, I think they'll be a lot nicer to it. And they'll be a lot more open to what we can do to maintain it than if you say, hey, you're off of this shit in about, you know, a few more Sundays, you're out of here. You know, like, do you think that person's really going to give a shit about polluting it or saving the planet? Our politicians, they... They they kind of like play within time constraints. They they like the anxiety. People vote. Anxious people vote. People who get riled up vote. Um, you know nobody's been nobody's been good better for like registration of voters. But like the more the most crazy of politicians who get everybody riled up and then everybody votes. <laughs> And so you end up with like almost 90% people voting. <laughs> so that's a good thing. But the best thing to do is to 
persuade people. So, so of course, so, so the, what's the first thing that Logan tries to do? After he takes on Mike Trojan again, he tries to steer Mike Trojan back into the hip-hop world, back into making songs and trying to, like, just do some real good shit, you know? Just do some good songs, whatever. And then see where it goes. Get big and then fucking challenge the shit. Like, bring out the message, like, you know? And so it's always the eternal quest to do that, to use this Mike Trojan moment because there are several scenarios. We've seen them. And the magic comes when when he sits down and he just starts writing. Now, and I just think about, like, what stupid-ass Mike Trojan did. Like, Mike Trojan was a good rapper. Mike Trojan then decided to go to law school. Imagine if Michael Jackson had decided to go to fucking law school in the middle of his career. Stupid. Doubt, self-doubt, self-regret. Such a such a terrible thing for such a talented person as Mike Trojan to go into. Such a stupid, ridiculous, just the wig out that gets sold, that they try to use that as an engine for you to, to be an achiever in this world, is such a destroyer of your health, of your mind. It's like being in some kind of like insane prison that you can never break out of. Why? Because it's just reality, right? It's reality. No, it's not reality. The reality is what keeps you like you have to have a certain concept of reality that keeps you smart, that keeps you on top of things. You have to understand where these things that take you off course come from. They come from your mind. Your mind, without being used, will turn into an enemy. The mind, without being even looked at, will then take full control of you. The uncon- it's either the conscious or the unconscious mind, right? Your mind is either unconscious and then it's in control of you, or it's conscious and you're in control of it. Now, there are certain things we rely on our conscious mind for, just basic motor reflexes, seeing things out of the corner of our eye and stopping, being alert, being safe when you're driving, being very focused on being sober driving. <laughs> like, that, that's a per, you know, that's a perfect example of the whole driving thing. Like, don't fuck around with the driving. Like, do not drive fucked up. You'll never fucking forgive yourself. Something happens, and it can so easily happen when you're fucking up because there's always some other person that's more fucked up than you on that goddamn road. And that other person could also be a cop. So the point is, is like, it's dangerous out there on the road. If you're on the road, you're a you're in a fucking police state here, especially in this realm of nihilistic self-regret. You go to fucking prison for nothing. Prison population in this in this situation is insane over here. It's 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 minuscule in the other realms, in the other parallel universe. There's this cancer of a parallel universe. And the thing is, is that 
they want to go after Mike Trojan. Mike Trojan is trying to fix this because he's been writing a manifesto or just kind of giving advice to men. Like the last one, like the last um, lecture, I believe, was talking about how to be hot. It's like if you're having trouble, that's another thing is, is Logan came back and he's noticed that all these guys are having trouble meeting women, just talking to women. And the way to go is you got to talk to them. You got to go places where women are and you just got to say a few words to them. I'm sorry if I keep talking in a language now, but I have to make it like this. <laughs> I can't keep accent for too long. But the whole point is you have to. You have to talk to women, like, just in a basic level. Just be like, hey, how's it going? Bye. And if you just do that, you'll be fine. And, like, we know that. That's just, you know, that's actually taught in most of the schools. But here it would be called grooming. Just telling people, go after what you like. Talk to people that you think are hot. Be be um, be joyous about the fact that you don't have to die. Be joyous of the fact that you have infinite time. And then all of a sudden, the patience, like, de-ages you. The, the, that's, what, that's what's so key about what's going on here. It's the patience. The thing that you wish for is coming to you. You have infinite amount of time, so there's nothing to to be anxious about. You just have to just do something and be and be very gentle with it, and you'll be fine. Nothing rushing, nothing too hard. Don't kill yourself. Anything that's uncomfortable to you, you don't have to do. There's no time constraint here. Doesn't that take a huge load off? So Logan comes back and he's trying to convince people of this, doing different things, posing as as, as different people, uh, writing different things, and he's experimenting. And he comes across this... Um, line of like you know he's right he's trying to write rhymes the way Mike he's kind of trying to copy Mike Trojan style I mean they're different people they've gone through different things but everybody studied a compendium of rap from this era especially the uh, 90s era of rap there's something that was universal in those sounds and you know things like things like Dr. Dre are hurt. Like we we still listen to Dr. Dre like in three thousand years from now. There's you know just certain ones. Like and then others you know every once in a while we'll pick something up and be like okay this was cool, but this you know it's just like the solid. It's like in the '60s when the rock broke out. Like, just all this good shit. The 70s, too, they had their era, too. Everybody had an era of, like, some good shit. And where did it come from? It came from different places. In the latest, like, maybe 10 years, it's, like, few and far between. It's not as good. Now, I might just be an old fogey. 
and I'm sure there's good ones. <laughs> but in the rap world, it's not universal anymore. Like it's it, the the rap world used to ca- capture m- like the most of the pop world, and now it just captures its niche. So it's no longer like wide appeal like it was because you know why? Because the shit that's coming out isn't wide appeal. It's not. It's not a. It's not like something that people that aren't in the club understand. Like that fucking um, Snoop, Dre, Pac, Biggie era of just head bouncing would get anyone to dance. And now you got to be in some kind of weird head headspace to really get into some of the stuff that they're putting out. It's just not something that people who don't like rap are going to like. I'm always shooting for the people that don't like rap. Like, I don't, that's, that's always, I always found out that like, uh, I should say Logan has always thought that when there's when there's just like a big hip hop audience and you can just kind of play to them bad from outside of the realm of hip hop like you don't have to satisfy you should aim for the fucking bleachers you should aim for the people that don't like rap that's that's how you should write rap <laughs> anyway Logan has some interesting ideas, so I wanted to put them in this novel and just write the real story of Logan because back to when he jumps into the body of a CEO, which happens to have like a huge stake in the energy future of the United States, he then goes to sleep one night and wakes up being able to change places between that body, this Native American in the same exact spot, you know, at least 50 years before any uh, Westerner had crossed over to, at least that we know of, like before Columbus. So he, he's in a before Columbus Native American on New York, in New York, in a wigwam. He wakes up there some mornings, and then other mornings he wakes up as the head of the energy company. Now, he gets to a point where, at first, it's a complete switcheroo. It's a complete, like, the guy who, <laughs> the persona of Lone Hawk is the, is the guy from the uh, pre-Columbus era in New York, the tribe. He comes and he jumps into the body of the CEO, and they don't. They think that he's gone mad because he tries to play it off, but they can't. He, um, they think he's sick. They think he's had some kind of nervous breakdown, but really he's just been. It's just that Lone Hog has to figure out how to talk English and start becoming like the CEO again. And the CEO goes into the pre-Columbus Native American, and he turns into and he has and he's speaking. You know, the CEO is, as far as he knows, he has the consciousness of the CEO. And now he's down there, and he's seeing what's what's happened. 
I mean, he's seeing that, like, he can prevent this horrible genocide. He can also prevent a lot of the African slavery. I mean, he can do stuff in that realm, and he understands that. And think about the responsibility. So Logan has different adventures, and one of them is to head off these very crucial moments in history and then kind of game out where what happens after that and then have to deal with that too. And it, maybe it's something that's not salvageable. But guess what? It doesn't matter because the fact that we're given the opportunity to change it means that we should. So if you could go back and prevent Hitler from becoming Hitler, not by killing him, just by getting him laid, just show him how to get laid, just show him to say some guten tag to some uh, German girl and keep walking, papers please, instead of that whole scene. The papers please is like, I don't get any pussy, please. So the the big problem here is lack of people just they're because they're so impatient because they have such nihilistic self-regret they're not very likable people they're not people that you would really want to be around everybody's so fucking selfish and and just grubby with the whole idea and especially if you get married you both are fucking riding on that stupid ass timeline and you're and it's stressing you both out so it's like it's really hard to be together with somebody who's not fully on board with the immortality thing and thinks in like age, thinks in like ages. Thinks like, oh, we're 30 now, we got to do this. Or, oh, we're 40 now. It's just like, whatever. <laughs> just stay chill and you will inherit the earth. That was the whole thing. Is like the meek shall inherit the earth. It just means the people that aren't trying to push people aside, people that aren't trying to like, get ahead at the expense of somebody else, be very competitive, be very fucking forward, get all stressed out about it, be impatient about it. Like, those people are going to die quicker because what's that, that poison that goes into your body when you do those things? So it's such a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like if you don't believe in immortality, you get killed by the fact that you don't believe in it. So you must believe in it to stay alive. <laughs> and and so it becomes a precondition to convince this realm to start a kind of like cult of immortality. And uh he starts out thinking that okay, I'll 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 get I'll write some good songs and get out to LA. And then eventually start the um, the church, which is going to be called the Cult of Immortality. And if you, if people are out there in Cali want to start this cult, um, I encourage you, because it's it's not a cult. It's just the reality that you are immortal, that you can be immortal, and if you just open your mind to it. You don't even have to believe that you will be. It's just that you can be. Nobody's guaranteed immortality, but nobody's guaranteed death either. So you can die, and you can live forever. 
And, well, actually, sorry, you can't die. <laughs> no, you. I'm sorry. That's the real thing that I think kind of wakes people up, especially in the book. When Logan first, like, he makes a major breakthrough when he starts to explain the fact that it doesn't matter what you believe, you cannot die. You will wake up back here feeling this never going to end for you. You're not waiting for death. So there's, because it's never going to come. Never, ever, ever. Now the hell is when you realize that after the like thousandth, you know, year, you're like, holy shit, Mike Trojan was right. Or it was, it's actually, I'm, in the book, Logan is posing as Mike Trojan and saying this. In the book, Mike Trojan is pretending to be Logan saying this. In the book, we don't know what the actual line is, but it's going on. And it's convincing people. And the way that we'll know if this thing works is just in the next probably few years, really. If there is a group that's formed out in um I start it's usually going to be I the the history books have it being started in like 2025 officially but it's just essentially a cult that says you don't have to die <laughs> the only article of faith now we also have certain suggestions in terms of like how you can stay alive because it's not a guarantee so you need to arm yourself for immortality. And we kind of um, give you the guns and the knives. No, <laughs> no it's arming yourself with ideas. It's, it's unfortunate that we need to resort to these weapon fair ideas to talk about ideas. But I'm just saying you can you can gain strength in this in this world just by realizing that your time in here is infinite no matter what the fuck you believe. Like, you'll die like a thousand deaths as a coward or you'll just live a very long life as a brave person. Like, it's... and But you'll never die. You'll always wake up out of the thousandth and first cowardly death and you're still going as a coward. So there's just no escaping it. And how is that possible, people think? Well, because you there's several parallel universes. There's one where you die. Obviously, you're not going there. Your corpse might. But you'll maintain another parallel where you're still alive. There's at least a few, or if not a million, or if not a billion Quantum separation of realities. Prince, you're, you can't be eradicated from this quantum realm, your set of molecules. It's going to pass through, but it can pass through in so many permuted ways, and that creates different versions of reality, and they become copies. So they can always just transfer one to the other. The thing is, is that 
versions will lose that copy the more you don't understand this. So your 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 effectiveness will start to become very fragmented. You will start to fragment into this consciousness that is understanding this concept right now will soon be dissipated into some kind of like processing system that will not allow it to hear the message that's being said. Like it just is something that you 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 will just think about for a few moments, maybe like here and there, but you won't believe it and then you won't get the effect from it. The effect that we need here is the belief that you can live and not age indefinitely. Now, this is presented in many ways. I mean, I think in the novel I present it, every time it's presented to somebody, they they think that Mike Trojan is absolutely insane. They just can't be into it. Just so ingrained. But it's not as radical as it sounds. We're saying can. We're not saying will. You don't have to die. I'm sorry that um, I kind of belabored that part of the book, but I feel like Logan in the book is just constantly trying to give that message. One, you don't have to, and two, you can't. Or two, you don't have to. Or maybe it should be two, you can't, and I mean, one, you can't, and two, you don't have to. Because I think until people come to terms with the fact, and some and people do when they're very old and decrepit, they're just like, it's not going to happen for me. You'll see people that are just like, I'm just waiting to die here. Like, I don't know why they haven't taken me yet. And those people will leave a corpse in this realm. But guess what? They didn't escape. They're in another realm telling another version of you the same thing. Now, recently, Logan, I mean, there was in the, in the, recently I've been writing a chapter uh, like an addendum to this book that, uh, you know, the book's already in print. It's called Logan, the True Story. You can search for it on um, nothing because it doesn't exist, but it will it will tell the tale, if you will, of how Logan changed minds and what he had to do to do it. And it turned out that it wasn't really important for him to like be convincing of his ideas. He just had to come up with a hit fucking rocking song and get famous and then present them, which is scary, but he didn't care anymore. He's just like, this is the only way you have to be charismatic. You have to be strong and you have to be able to exemplify the power of the idea. And if if you just if you just hold the idea, it's not enough. You need to live it. And the only way you can really live it is by becoming a rock star or something of that sort, like something big, something historical. After all, you have all the time in the world. Become Benjamin fucking Franklin of this time. 
You know what I mean? You could even add fucking to your middle name. Call yourself Ben fucking Franklin of this time. <laughs> you can become whatever you want. Like, you want to become like Jimi Hendrix? Like, you're like 50 years old and you want to play the guitar like Jimi fucking Hendrix? You can do it in three years. He did it in three years. He did it. He did it in, okay, maybe five years. You can do it. What's five years when you're 50? Five years, you fart five years. That's because you've been living in a haze of nihilistic self-regret. That's another thing. Living in a haze of nihilistic self-regret is like agonizing. Seems like a very long time. It's it's a it's a long prison sentence, but at the same time, because it's all spent in this kind of one way thinking, this this very bleak kind of annoyed, constantly dissatisfied state of mind. It just sort of like it all becomes a kind of blur of hell. It's not necessarily goes fast. It's just that your mind checks out. And so you just kind of check out into that realm. And you become very much like an animal. An, an animal that's been corrupted to some extent by the by the indulgences of modern society. So a, a, just a corrupter version of even your primate self. Because you're not running on real thought, you're checked out. And you're running on kind of raw instinct and just kind of like blathering idiocy, trying to be too fucking vigilant of something. Being smart about it. You want you want to pull back. And be intentional with everything you do. Just be intentional. Show affection. Interact. Listen. Make eye contact. Come back into the realm of the normal, which is essentially... No, there's no ticking time clock. There's no reason for anxiety. Everything will be have everything will be fine and everything will take place and all all I have to do all my mind has to do is think of the things that it would like to work on. Now what if something just like really fucking stressful happens? Because this recently happened to me. I'm still not out of it. Like a thing, you know? Just a thing that just you don't know if it's if 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 it's gonna bounce back at you, you know. Some fucked up shit happened, and you don't know if it's gonna bounce back at you. And you you're in that feeling, and you're just like, oh man, I don't know. Some shit's gonna bounce back on me. Fuck. I mean, it's something that you really didn't like. You just made a stupid decision, and and now you're facing some consequences that's gonna fuck you up. And you have to understand that, like, whatever they are, it's a blip, okay? 
a blip, like, that will only make you more of a man. So if something did, like, fuck you up and, like, put you in prison for, like, 10 fucking years or something like that, then that's fucking fine, man. Like, learn how to play guitar in prison for 10, like, come out like fucking goddamn Jimi Hendrix. And, and, and learn to fight, too. And learn to be a fucking man in a, in a place that's only around men. And so you don't get raped and so you don't get fucked up, you know? Like, learn to get that fucking look in your eye that, like, when you come out of jail, chick's going to be like, yo, that dude's hot. You know why? Because it looks like he can take care of himself. And then you tell him, oh, I was in jail for 10 years. And then they, that's the first, that's the second date, you know? <laughs> but point is, is that you can, you can outlast any of these motherfuckers, even if you got life in jail. Like, what have you got, 70 years? All right, man, learn to play guitar. Learn to fucking program a computer. Learn to mine a Bitcoin, you know, like learn some shit. Like you're in a, you're in camp concentration. For those of you who don't understand that reference, like that's a book called Camp Concentration. You got to read it. It's fucking good, man. That's the one good thing that this belief in death brought this age of nihilistic suffragette. The tech here is off the hook compared to the other realms. Because the other realms, we learned to make do with, like, the low tech that we had. It wasn't such a necessity for us because we're not trying to indulge this lack of dopamine and this lack of this sense of nihilistic self-regret with, with so much shit. So we didn't have to come up with new and new techno- newer and newer technologies to satisfy the demand, the consumer demand. Anyway, I think I've belabored this point, so I want to just say that when we get people on this mindset, and that's why I wrote the book, people see Logan as a heroic figure and who's somebody that, yes, he was given a mission to kill the, the guy who was coming up with these very ideas, and he's sorry about that. He understands the mission and he understands better, I think, from his perspective. And and I would agree, I kind of take the side of Logan as the author, that he does know better because he's been he is from the future. Mike Trojan is just some speculator about the future. But it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of speculation to predict what Mike Trojan actually predicted and Logan has confirmed that everything that Mike Trojan is predicting is true including him coming back and stealing his body. So here we are. He's also helping out pre-Columbus Native Americans and then changing that history. And he starts understanding that, like, he's going to be on several different adventures here now to rectify all the wrongs. And he's going to have to keep going back even to the the Christ thing. Now, what if he were to prevent that tragedy save christ get him out of there well then the cult of immortality would have been formed right then and so maybe that would have been the way to do it because instead it was just perverted just perverted into this idea of like afterlife and bullshit like that it's totally subverted away from what it was so it would have been started at that point so does Logan get the opportunity to go back that far? Well, it turns out that Logan requires a very special kind of um, ass for that. Special measurements. 
special bouncing. And it has to be like extremely, there has to be some extreme passion and lust going on. So those kind of things have to kind of all coordinate and then there will be real time travel um, in a way that, that would be needed to go back that far. Now the problem is, is when Logan does jump, tend to jump back more than a thousand years, he often loses his memory for at least a day. And he comes in to a world with amnesia. Most of the time he wakes up in a hospital, they assume he's been in an accident, and he um, eventually kind of figures out how to con himself out of the hospital. But uh, he he would prefer that that didn't happen, but it does. And uh, sometimes it's when the thing is a little too sloppy and he just he can't come in on a good, good trajectory, you know. Um, so... You know how that is, you know, certain girls, some women, like, they, they get a little sloppy, you know, like, flappy. And, um, and and you know, it's nothing there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Sometimes it's better, but in terms of time travel, it's not, you know. But um, but we, when we, um, when we look at kind of what Logan went through to change this realm from the age of nihilistic self-regret to a total cult of immortality that ended up leads the way because of the technology here leads the way into a bold energy future and that's where the ceo of this company that is in one realm in complete control and it and turns out to be the realm the very realm in which mike trojan lives and the guy's name is uh well, actually, I don't. It's it's a parallel name, and so it, it wouldn't have any meaning here. But it, it was something like um, Rex Tiberi or something like that. And Rex Tiberi was a I just a, he's you know perfect name for that Rex Tiberi. But uh, he basically wanted to. He was he was set to really uh, set the agenda for the American energy situation, and so he does it in the way that is smarter for this realm. But does this realm disappear? No. Everything just branches into new realms. But we're creating pathways out of some of the worst history, some of the worst atrocities in history. And we're and, and there are many that are, are against us for doing this. And by us, I mean we Logans. I can't speak for the other Logans, but I'm hard at work doing my thing so um, I, I, you know, I pretend to be the novelist of my own novel. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.